Matt, you sent a picture today of using the tools that Dad got us all for Christmas, which is the opposite of a clamp. It's a spreader thing. It looks like mm-hmm. a tiny little car jack. Like if you had um, a car that a cat would drive, like something about that big, it looks like an old-timey <laughs> change-the-tire jack, right? Yes. Um, it's yep. good for lifting something off the ground. Like, hey, you're going to hang a door. You can use that. And it looks like maybe you were doing something. By God, I was using it too because I'm making a built-in uh, cabinet in the bot- in the back of a closet. And I was using them to lift some boards up off the ground. And it made me think of, first, how dad was so excited Uh for us to open he was so fucking pumped at christmas time, just like and you wouldn't it's like it has a thousand and one uses like well what are they well you can <laughs> it's not just for doors what if you were gonna hang a door okay and you could lift it off the ground by a specific amount he was so excited it was very funny to me um and turns out actually it's, it's a pretty useful little tool yeah pretty useful but i've it, used it it reminded me of a story yeah grant you've used it yeah for what he had to jack up his cat car yeah <laughs> The cat's a radiator sprung leak. and uh, uh, I thought maybe you uh, put it underneath the tab of a Dr. Pepper and then jacked up uh, to uh, pop it open. Save, save on your fingernails, you know? It's the ultimate seeker tool in that it's like, I need serious help, but minimal use out of you, and I don't want to have to talk. Yeah. I need you to I don't move want to ask anybody for anything. Uh, it reminded me of a story... <laughs> Um, my wife's late grandfather, who died in his 90s, uh, he was maybe he was sub 90, but maybe he was 90. We were at some family event <laughs> and we're making small talk, and he's like, Hey, uh, yeah, let me tell you, oh, I got this thing the other day. It is just tremendous. It was, it is tremendous. He kept saying tremendous, so we, we like to use that word around the house. <laughs> it is tremendous. <laughs> it was something the size of a notebook. Uh, and it was a magnifier and a light. So it was a great big magnifying lens and it had a light on it. Mm. And so he could read the Bob Evans menu in the dark now or like in low light and it improved. <laughs> this is tre- Let me show you this thing. Let me show you this. Boy, look at it is tremendous. Tremendous. And, and look at this and look at this. And he turns the light on and we're like, hey, all right. He's like, that is tremendous. And it's only how much do you think that cost? This only cost me 20 bucks. And it's like, oh. <laughs> That's 10 times how much it's worth. Yeah. That's the tremendous thing about all this was the cost, the markup. 20 bucks. It was cosmic bowling at Bob Evans. But, why, why is he in the dark at Bob Evans? Like, Well, you'll see in another 10 years, Grant, how your eyes start to uh, fail you. Uh, and you need a flashlight to see the splinter in your hand yesterday, if you're me. Um, <laughs> it was fine print, to be fair. But just that... That it was, he was amazed by a, a magnifier and a light combo together. He would have paid three times that. Just, just can you believe? Boy, wow, this is tremendous. Uh, it was originally three payments of uh, 1999, <laughs> but they waived two of them because he acted now. <laughs> Am I too late? I, I misdialed twice. You'd be stupid not to do that. Here's the trick. I, I can't read the fine print. <laughs> Not yet. I will as soon as I get it. Yeah. (laughs) This is a leap of faith on my part. Welcome, members of Little Captain Travis. That's our name for you, the listening audience. And a special welcome to members of our super secret double diamond fan club, The Hoggies. 
for members of our super secret Double Diamond fan club, set your decoder whelms to under so that you're prepared to be <laughs> underwhelmed as we uncover some truths about things that are generally considered to be cool, but in reality might be a little bit less. Hold on, just uh, setting the whelm here. Okay, got it. It's a little finicky and it will break if you do too hard because we... Yeah, yeah it's, you have to it, be gentle. This is yeah, it looked better shit. on the box. Yeah. All right, things, things that aren't as cool in real life as as we may have been led to believe uh these could be jobs fashion styles experiences hats <laughs> mostly hats. really hard to pull off a top hat it's fucking get ready hats. how do they for work yet another mm-hmm. hat episode folks doing it again we've Run been led back. to believe uh that some things are uh pretty badass and cool usually uh, usually through movies or games or comic books or all, all the things that advertisements. I've seen. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. advert. I have seen advertisements. You adverts, adverts, circulars. <laughs> you know they call French fries chips over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, now run the, the intro music. <laughs> we're talking about right (laughs) (laughs) about wait this is the the fry episode this is about british stuff right (laughs) i wasn't paying attention (laughs) (laughs) i do like i do like the beauty of being the uh the last topic to record in which it's just kind of like all we got to do is laugh for 30 minutes (laughs) and then hit stop it doesn't doesn't matter matter. anymore it doesn't matter (laughs) it doesn't matter you guys think I'm lazy and not turning in a topic in on time. You're, and you're waiting one to up. snipe. Yeah. He knows at this exactly. point we're not going to make any sense. We're just going to. Yeah. This episode is un- completely unedited because everyone's just laughing so it keeps going and we don't have to keep recording to try to find more laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, all right. So uh, the legal disclaimer. Um, this is, this is going to be a lot like uh, Ben's episode of The Romanticized Professions in which we... we acknowledge that almost everything we were talking about probably sucked in real life. Mm. Uh, we can talk about how romanticized it is to be a pirate, but then it's like, eh, scurvy and buggery are two urries that you already <laughs> don't want. Uh, <laughs> so, so okay, legal disclaimer. We're going to be talking about some stuff, and we're going to be telling you that it's probably not as cool. So if we say something isn't cool, understand that we are podcasters. But also legal professionals, and that makes it the law. And I would mm. stop doing it right away. You don't want to be made fun of. Otherwise, you won't be cool, right? You want to be cool, don't you? You know who's cool, Grant? I don't. I mean, yeah, well, I, obviously I do. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys should know mm-hmm. that it's me because uh, I've been. Uh, I started riding motorcycle again. I used to have a Ooh. used to have a, a, a sweet bike in my in my youth Get that I rode around in a little town. That's right. Oh, you do not want to get out on the highway in this day. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to in the last one because it stalled, and you don't want to get out on this one because it really stalls. Uh, so, so I got myself a little little bike for getting around town. Um, got my got my motorcycle. Instantly, there's a huge difference uh, driving a motorcycle in a city than having one in a farm country as a youth. Uh, the main thing is, I didn't find this one in a barn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I purchased it with money from a dealer. See, that's re- that was your first mistake. That was your first mistake. <laughs> you go to a place where they got a lot of them, and then you give them money, and they give you one. 
So I've been I've been riding around, and I remember suffering through some of the aspects of motorcycle riderdom as a child. Uh, and as an adult now, I realize I was just stupid. Um, and that a lot of this isn't as cool as imagined. Like, you see me riding by, and the first thing you think is, well, that man there is sexy as fuck. There's no way around that. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's a given. It's a given. Right, right. But also, people used to think I got laid all the time because I had a band. And what I really did was I watched people go out and make out while I loaded gear into my car. <laughs> there's, there's a way for these things to be cool, and then there's a way that they actually kind of happen. Um, so the motorcycle got me thinking of things that aren't quite cool as advertised. And I have plenty of reasons. We're going to start off with motorcycle. You're riding, you're, you know, you're blowing around on that bad boy, you know, revving it up and uh, doing all the things that you do. You're riding around in your leather. Um, yeah, first off, you're wearing leather because it's cold. You're cold. You're, you're exposed to the elements. You're, you're not a badass. It's, I, I always thought, like, I was like, I wonder why these biker guys just do all the leather. It must yeah. be because they're so tough. No, because you're, you're suffering in the elements. <laughs> yeah, it's great if the weather is absolutely perfect for the, uh, on that given day and stays that way as long as you want to ride. Any uh, variants right. outside of that, it's going to suck. And how did it become the symbol of a tough guy where it's like, oh, man, that guy's so tough, he's wearing a parka. He's chilly. <laughs> like... It's it's really just it's really just utilitarian. It's some guy a long time ago was like, "Why does this car have a roof? This is bullshit. I don't need no fucking roof." <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he was instantly proven wrong, but just refused to admit it. No, no, I'm John Harley Davidson. <laughs> right. Now, nah. as long as I got it's my cool. leather hat and my leather jacket and my leather pants and my leather everything, I don't need a roof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stupid. Look at you don't, guys. You're exposed. Stupid. Right. <laughs> Look, I wanted to get outside in the elements, man, so I took off the roof, I took off the sides, I took off two wheels, and I climbed inside a cow and got on... (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. A cow, nature's weatherproof uh, shelter. The the gentleman I purchased it from, uh, I was like, hey, I need to take the, the permitted safety course here in California. And he's like, yeah, here, you know, he's setting me up and he's like, ah, I'll tell you, man, if you just want to be safe on a motorcycle, just realize that you're street homeless. And I was like, what? He's like, people won't see you. You're invisible <clears throat> to them. They assume they just want you out of the way. They'll, you know, they'll get up in your space and treat you poorly. And I thought that was a terrible thing to say about the homeless, but also <laughs> it did kind of fit in because... I remember as a kid, I was invisible to semi-trucks on highways, and here I'm invisible to everything trucks everywhere. (laughs) No one cares. Like, I spend more time worrying about who's failing to stop behind me because they just... He's a tiny guy. He'll he'll probably move. There's a lot of he'll probably move. Uh, It's it's just not great. And like I said, you're you're, you're cold all the time. Um... It's to the point where it is summer, and I am seriously considering buying some chaps, <laughs> unless we can land that sweet sponsor. Thro- shout out to Hawk Motorsports, maker of designer motorcycle wear and affordable prices. <laughs> <laughs> but the clothing's part of it. Yeah. Before before you even get going anywhere, it's like it's like deep sea diving. You got the helmet, the gloves, multiple layers. Uh, it like. You're, you're, you're Randy getting ready to go to school. You got, uh, mm. you know, you can't put your arms down. I find even even the moment after, well, bef- before or after starting it, the maneuvering it what, before you actually get, when you're 
if you were to like teleport onto an already moving motorcycle in traffic, <laughs> it's great. But getting it like, oh, gotta back it up a little, turn it, whoop, like don't don't tip it yeah. over, don't tip it over. Like that part of it sucks. If you watch movies and TV carefully, the motorcycle is always positioned so you can just get on and just go straight <laughs> on, and just yeah. go. Yes. Because like, even Steve McQueen is not going to look cool uh, <laughs> trying to wiggle that thing around before he no. jumps over the fence in The Great Escape. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, oh, he does look cool. I feel like a sexy badass on the motorcycle. I'm aware of that part. I know that I have that effect on people. <laughs> but when I'm like... I'm like leaning my little my little my little head out of traffic because I'm parked between two cars and I do my little duck waddle to kind of push it forward or God help me I've got to put it in reverse and try and get it up on its little stand on the first pull on the first pull are you kidding me come on now you look ridiculous yeah you just you you just don't belong out in traffic with a modern car uh, I sometimes like oh I I gotta run to the store for something real quick I will go outside unlock my car on the way there with my automatic key unlocking machine. Get in, I start it with a push button, and I put it, I'm immediately putting it in gear and going. Like, I don't let it warm up or anything at all. And I'm guessing, Corey, that you can't uh, just, like, start driving as soon as it starts making a noise. No, uh, because, uh, no, not even in the slightest, Ben. In fact, um, I used to put my helmet and stuff on before starting it, and now I'm like, no, 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 I need something to do. <laughs> While it I need warms something to up. Do for minute. Yeah. Yeah. I got three minutes of sitting so, here. So the bike as like, it, it, it's, it is cool. You look cool on it. It's probably fun. But when it is your daily commuter, that's another story. Now... Uh, like, okay, 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 okay. What if your daily commuter was you skiing behind a boat on a lake? <laughs> but I don't want to go to the lake. <laughs> I want to go so to, I, I need to go to Kroger. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to bring home a, some barrel-aged pib when you're being pulled behind the boat? Like, where, where's the pib go? The way you got to do that is you, you uh, ski behind a horse. Ah, <laughs> the horse can navigate there you go. Yeah, there you go. There's an Olympic event yeah, I would watch. There you exactly. go. Horse don't need to warm up. Yeah. No. But you're right. How you get in your barrel-aged pib home, if it doesn't fit in a convenient backpack, I do not move it around. Mm. Uh, and you're talking for, you're talking to a man who used to regularly load a table saw into a car to do handiwork around town, and now it's like, I'll bring a drill. Yeah. We'll, we'll drill through mm. that for the, through that tree. I'll bring, I'll bring a battery for a drill. You you better have the drill. <laughs> we have uh, we have an uncle who's a, a motorcycle enthusiast, and I was at a, a bike show with him once. And like Ben said, bikes are cool, and it's, don't get me wrong. But somebody pulled in, and their front headlight was like kind of like f- blinking and flashing. Almost looked like it was a like the wires weren't connected well because it was like rattling, and it was really annoying to look at. And I I said something to him like, "Dude's front." light is broke and he's like no that that's a purposeful that way so people can see you you're invisible on a bike and i was like oh yeah uh, you're you're half of the blind spot of a car <laughs> and so yeah. you have to like basically be going like hey look over here the whole time you're on the bike just so cars the exhaust fuels one of the wacky flailing arm fun uh like car dealership (laughs) things you just got two of those bitches behind you going yeah yeah they're chrome colored though so they look sweet so they look sweet (laughs) 
You know, Matt, the bike show is a, a good point. Like, the more impractical it is, the cooler it fucking is. So, like, you see the Absolutely. ones with the big ape hanger handlebars and the really long forks, yes. and that's impossible to steer. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks super that's cool. Point turn in that thing. <laughs> turn. Why do you think they're no. always just going one way on the highway, Matt? Ain't turning around. Hey, you can probably find some like if you scoured Google Maps for some really strange intersections, you can find a whole bunch of bikes there because it's impossible to make the turn. <laughs> just, they just, they <laughs> leave them. They just leave yeah, it. Like uh, basically, you go, you drive east until you get as far <laughs> east as you want to go. Then you sell it, and then you buy one that's facing <laughs> west, and then you drive back west to get back home. <laughs> Yep, exactly. Facing the other way. Yes, it's already facing the other other way. It's like the the, the uh, scooters you rent, the bird scooter things. The best thing about East Coast and West Coast choppers, they're just built facing those guys. Yeah, they're not rivals at all. They actually, it's a symbiotic <laughs> business. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Turns out one guy owns both of them. He can just turn, his, yeah. turn both ways. Uh, so, Matt, you were talking about, you were talking about the, the flashing lights. Um, of the many things that are on the list uh, for the bike to repair, fix, or tinker with, uh, the first one I'm doing is I'm installing a big fucking flashing strobe light brake. Um, because uh, I've seen these on, uh, I'm going to say fellow riders, fellow motorcycle enthusiasts. Um, they hit the brake once and it just sends the, the taillight strobing. Yeah, yeah. And it's so much so that like I stop as they go by. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, wait, I'm on your team. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the only way. But speaking of constantly tinkering with it, if you could live in a motorcycle, they'd call them land boats. They, they just need constant tinkering and upkeep. Um, uh, you have to like take equipment with you everywhere you go to like house and moor it. Like there's no, yeah. like you can just park mm. a car, but a motorcycle. So I have a motorcycle that the steering column locks. So it's always pointing left. And I have a little uh, lock on my disc brake in the front. And I walked out to see two people moving my bike. <laughs> it was like, eh, this space. I wanted to park here. Pick it up and move it. No matter how much I lock it down, it's still a mobile unit. It still mm-hmm. goes in someone's trunk if they need it. You called it a land boat. Are boats also on your list of uh, things that are that look cool? But <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think those ever looked cool. Okay. Okay. But the answer is well, yes. Speedboat 100%. sounds cool. Regardless of Ooh. how it looks. It sounds pretty cool. It, few things sound cooler than speedboat. I don't know who we need to come with us to make sure it's cool, but there's a Craigslist ad that keeps coming up for free jet boat. Ooh. Ooh. Speedboat sounds nice. That thing comes with cocaine. That's got to be some kind of anglerfish, like a lure. <laughs> for, like that can't, that can't be real. Oh. I can't yeah. be. I was about to say, is that code? Is that code for some sex thing? No, uh, that's just where the co- uh, like the cops are arresting every cocaine dealer who's showing yes. up to claim their free. <laughs> they know who's showing up for boat. that. Hey, so I heard there's this, this, this jet boat. Can I get a jet? My, can here get my, my free jet boat? Can I pay for it in Bitcoin? Yeah. We you said it goes Bitcoin. faster than police boats, right? <laughs> uh, uh, I had one more. I had one more thing to wrap up about uh, the motorcycle before we go f- get our free fucking jet boat. Um, <laughs> it smells. <laughs> you smell like gas after riding it. You smell your exhaust. And guess what? Even if you're going uh, in the other direction, you smell everyone else's gas and exhaust. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a treat. No one ever, no one remembers. They think pirates are so cool, but then they forget. All those guys did was 
essentially live in their own sweat and drink. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't a great smell. But there were also negatives to it. There were also some negatives to it. Um, But yeah, I'm guessing if I ever ever end up at a biker bar, I guess I know exactly what it smells like. Sadness and wasted money and gasoline. Live in your own... All you do is live in your own sweat and drink. Our uncle's been doing that for like 40 years, man. Like he, <laughs> That's why he like, has yeah, a bike. Sign me up. <laughs> That's why he's been driving a bike so for, exactly. for so long. Exactly. Yeah, when I moved back to the U.S., I wanted to get a bike. And it was partially because the other guy that moved to Switzerland with me and then was moving back... He was also getting a bike when he got when he got back here. He, but he was into riding bikes, okay? This is like high-end sport bikes for him. For me, I was literally getting a bike because you need to work on them. The reason that I wanted to get one was so that I had a motor to tinker with because I knew, like, oh, you got to fuck with those things all the time, like, for a lot of classes of these these things. I got one because I wanted a thing to play with, and my wife was like... That's kind of dangerous and stuff. Um, if you just want to tinker with something, could you get something else to tinker with? And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll get something else to tinker with. But yeah, I it wasn't because I wanted something practical. So yes, if, it, if it's the idea <laughs> of, oh, well, I'll get one of these for my daily commute thing. It's like, yes, and some cool things will come with it, but the, you have a new hobby. The thing you said about like, it's not practical. If you just need to get one person around town, the bike is incredibly, incredibly practical. Incredibly practical. In uh, traffic-dense places, uh, oh, pretty like, practical. Here's the thing. If in California, you are permitted to do lane splitting, yeah. which is driving in between the rows of parked cars. Now, I don't take advantage of that because that's terrifying to yes. me. Uh, but if everyone stopped... yeah. I'll get to the head of the line. Oh, let me just shimmy, shimmy up here and then slowly accelerate in front of you right. until you pass me. And then I'll get, do it at the next slide. I can do this all day, my friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that is ideal. I It takes me $7 to fill my tank. Uh-huh. And I rode uh, 200 miles on my last tank. Like, gas no longer is a thing. Yeah. Somehow I've I, I I've beaten it. Mm-hmm. So there are there are there are upsides to it. And again, I look sexy as shit and that? I wear oh, yeah. a leather jacket and people people like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's definitely there there's definitely upside. There's definitely some members of Lil Cap and Travis right now who are like, I'd fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, hoggies. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Looking at you, hoggies. Fuck a member of this podcast. Yeah, Free League Advice Podcast. Okay, so uh, so like I said, motorcycle. I think we've we, we've we've thrown it out there. There's some things about it that aren't quite as cool. I have a couple others that we can go through, but I was wondering if any of you had something that you wanted to share that was not as cool as advertised. Sure, I have some small things, but um, throw some out. Yeah, uh, one is uh, super high end stuff, and specifically. There is a bourbon called Pappy Van Winkle. Have you guys ever heard of this? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is like a super rare one. Um, and people go nuts for it and try to get into lotteries to buy bottles for it and so on. If you look up how much a Pappy Van Winkle, a bottle of 20-year-old Pappy Van Winkle, uh, you can get it from some site delivery sites for $3,600. Yep. Uh, Grant's eyes just fell out of his head. <laughs> Um, the, yes, they did. the member me? of the Van Winkle family who even does the tastings is like, I just drink Maker's Mark at home. Um, <laughs> it's, 
the thing is, it's it's one of these rare things. It's just a flex. It's just a flex. There's mm-hmm. no way. I knew a guy who mentioned, hey, there was a bar downtown, and I, for a hundred some dollars, I got a shot of it. For one, one, you know, one little drink. And I guess maybe tasting it and stuff, but that, that that's a guy, it's overrated. You're doing it for a flex. It's a flex. It's just just a flex. The other thing, yeah. uh, I only brought two things. I brought that. Uh, <laughs> little Debbie's. We can spend a little more time on this, because this is more accessible to the common man. You see that wall in the grocery store of all of those delicious looking things. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah. when I was a kid, I did like, I ate a lot of Little, little Debbie's. Um, you eat them now as an adult, they are overrated. You, you're going to no think they're good. Yeah. They're good. They're not good. I got a box of It Doesn't Matter the other day. Doesn't matter which one. I got some of them. And I was like, ah, oh, these are way waxier and shittier than yeah. I remember. Yeah. Mm. It's wax coated lard. But not lard, fake lard. I I remember these being waxy and shitty as a kid too. Yeah, I didn't like them as a kid. Oh really? I mean, nutty fudge no. bars, oatmeal cream uh, pies. Some, I, okay, nutty fudge bars, fudge okay. rounds. Okay. But like fudge the, rounds, but not your ho ho. Yeah, okay, those are okay. Swiss but cake rolls. Yeah, the classic yeah. ones, like the cake stuff. And the cake stuff is terrible. The cakes but are pretty crummy. There was a point yeah. though, depending on. Where you're at as a kid and what class you're in, uh, there's like ah yeah, there's it's, it's a sweet treat, whatever. Uh, even even if you didn't even if you uh, didn't think about what it actually tasted like, you're like it's a treat, it's it's a, it's mm. a, yeah. something special. But it was wrapped in plastic and has sugar. Today, I mean. yeah, man, that even if you had some nostalgia, that's that's just pure wax. And I think all even Grant's face is like, well, yeah, why the fuck would everybody buy a little Debbie? I agree with you, Ben, and I'll even go all one up uh, the same line of thinking here with, like, almost all of your candy aisle, your Hershey brand, your Marses, um, any of those, like, uh, mass-produced candies, man, they, they, they look good, they sound good, but if you stop and really taste, a lot of them are, like, pretty just waxy and... Are There's you telling maybe me a little crunch to it that a Snickers bar or a Reese's uh what's the really good one? I mean or I'm not I don't want to tip my hand, but uh you you're telling me that you you don't want a Snickers bar, it's it doesn't taste good to you. You don't you don't want to eat a Three Musketeers. Yeah, Snickers is okay. The, no, that's the thing. You do, but then you take a bite and you're like, "Why?" Oh, yeah. I st- I'm still and good with all those. of them. Those, I f- I feel Twix? like I don't I'll eat a Twix. I will eat a Twix. I'm going to eat a Twix, know, but it's not going to be good. Yeah, I just think, uh, I don't know if it's like a private equity thing over the years that just gotten like whack, a little bit waxier, the package a little bit smaller. It's more of like what you're actually getting. You're like, cool, Reese's Cup. Like, oh, this thing's kind of like yeah. a little misshapen dollop that like, yeah. Uh, we were pretty poor when I was in junior high. And I, for sure at that time, I don't remember how, at what point I started doing this, but I would look at, candy bars cost 50 cents back in the day as kids, but mm-hmm. when they cost 50 cents, I would look at the weight of the candy bar to go like, well, how much am I getting for this? Like, a Heath bar is good, but look at how little it is. It's so tiny. Now, oh, all right, a Snickers, that's pretty decent, and some might be like actually heavier, and it's like, that's the one I'm going to go for. It's the most candy that I can get for my one candy bar that I can afford right now, so... Ooh, three lead skateers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But with the candy, Matt, I... <laughs> Sweet taste. And to each his own. But uh, candy bars I'll still eat and I feel okay about. 
I think for me, and sorry to sometime listener, my homie, um, Nino B. Martin, uh, I st- I, I'll eat a fudge round, man. But the the cakes, the hexagon-shaped Little Debbie cakes, no, or the cupcakes, no. I, they, t- they just taste like oil and wax, and I, I, but, I can't do it, man. I don't. Can't do it. And Ben, I've I will eat a I will eat Reese's pieces. I'll have a Twix. I'll have those things. I just I, I thought you might side with me on this because once I tasted Swiss chocolate, I was like, oh, that's what chocolate is. Oh, and it's not <laughs> like my taste buds story. are ruined, and I don't eat American chocolate. I just go like, oh, this is an actual chocolate. When you have the real European stuff that's allowed to be meltable, um, yeah. If my company ever lets me travel again, and. Uh, the economy picks up. My God. I have brought back, you know, uh, like a reusable shopping bag kind of a thing. I have brought back that full of chocolate. Full of chocolate. Like, if I were moving the snow from one Swiss, from one Italian mountain to another in order to make the Olympics happen, I was doing that with one chocolate. One shopping bag at a time. And it's like, well, what will you do with all of that? It's like, bitch, I'll eat it. I hardly have friends. Like, I, I don't have acquaintances. I don't talk to people about it. I'm just gonna eat this shit because I fucking I have a I love eating candy as almost as He's much as the like Bismarcky. A... I'm gonna die of diabetes and I'm a large sticky wrapper. Um, that will come <laughs> in. I don't want to be a Paul Bear. It's too sticky. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. He's got like a single engine Cessna, so he can sneak chocolate over the border. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think uh, I think we're, we're we're turning out that. Uh, American chocolate is cool, but not as good as advertised. Oh, yeah. Back to the topic. Beautifully done. Yes. Did any of you guys uh, have another one? I have uh, I have three quick ones if uh, you guys don't have any more. I have several. Uh, Let's hear them. Everything I do is uh, is too long, but I'll try to be quick. Quick hit that I didn't have until this episode. So you, mine were mostly kind of like advertisement-based. Uh, but when you start talking That's about motorcycles, right. made me think of surfing. I, I don't know if I've told you guys, I've been to Hawaii. Uh, I can hear it in your voice. Wow. Right, yeah, yeah. And everywhere you go, those motherfuckers are surfing. Like, I, mm-hmm. if, there, if there's Maui a beach, over here. those motherfuckers are surfing. Isn't and that it, how they get around? It surfing in line at the MCO so cafeteria. It's their public cool. uh, transportation, yeah. It looks so cool. I just want to be such a chill dude who just hangs out on a board yeah. and... Is one with the ocean, and it looks so cool. I've seen Point Break. But when when I've tried it, I didn't try it in Hawaii, but I did try it uh, once in Mexico, and I got the shit kicked out of me. The waves are just crashing over your head. I'm, like, hitting the board. You fall off, the board goes flying. People's boards are hitting you. Like, drink <laughs> 10 gallons of seawater. Like, I think it was, like, an hour less and 45 minutes. I was like, no mas. I'm, I'm good, man. I'm done. Like, what... What was there to enjoy? Now, it might be for others. Not for me. Not as cool as advertised. Well, the lesson was in Spanish, and I didn't understand it. But <laughs> even so, I, I dismissed the word. entire thing uh, wholesale. Matt crawling out of the ocean, grabbing onto his board, choking on water. Another one hits him on the head, and he's like, hang ten. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Tubular. It's rules. I'm finally cool. I think that surfing is cool, by the way. But, yeah... When it looks like it's a chill thing for to just get stoned and do, I don't know about that. I did one time watch a surfing competition when I too was lucky enough to be in Hawaii, and uh, it was a big wave competition. 
and in November, and my fucking God, by the beach, by the, it was roped off. You couldn't get close. You couldn't get to the water where we were. I was like, oh, I'll die if I get close. It's going to suck me in and just turn me about. And then there are these huge motherfucking waves out there, and these people are doing it, and it's it's insane. It was definitely not like, I'm just going to, like, you know, catch a buzz and catch a wave, bro, I, which I assumed what surfing would be like. That was not what it was like. So, no, no, yeah, it's not as advertised. Not as advertised. Don't fuck with that. Uh, speaking of advertised, I have a category of Instagram brands where they're, I, I'm now thinking of uh, like clothing, but I think there's sunglasses, all kinds of paraphernalia where they figured out the they they figured out the branding where they're like, we've targeted you, we know what you like, we're gonna make the the these pictures look cool. Two, we know you can't try this shit on. You gotta buy it as as seen in our you know highly polished pictures. Yeah. And when you get the shit, it's like the most. So I recently I've been fool me fool me twice. Shame on this Instagram. I won't be fooled again. Um, I bought some clothes and like. Eh, this looks cool. Uh, that they know me, and I'm gonna be a cool guy because I bought their Instagram thing. This shirt looked like they tried it on like a funhouse mirror mannequin, where it was like weird armholes that like you couldn't fit your arms through, and it just kept getting like wider at the bottom. It was it wasn't even a shirt. It was like a weird apron that ha- had buttons on it or something. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Hmm. Button apron. Uh, I love yeah. this. I love this. Of. Uh, Grant is not on Instagram. Corey is. Um, you uh, sort of ads happen. You guys get the idea how ads happen and stuff. But I see a lot of those, and sometimes I go, "That's." Uh, but okay, it's just a Matt. Matt, of course, you are buying these things. Uh, did we <laughs> talked about this on the pod about you buying the old infomercial stuff uh, back in the day? Pre, right. Not pre-internet. Yeah, how but, many knives came along yeah. with these shirts? <laughs> <laughs> If they were offering a 14-piece set. They were made of German steel. <laughs> yeah. Fine German quality. How many juicers and or bullets and or ninjas and or... Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not This was a double-headed you're... t-shirt. It was double-headed. <laughs> the real trick is that Hammer couldn't sell you those uh, double-headed gumball machines. But anyway, yes. Not as advertised. Yes, yes. Um, I had uh, I had three quick uh, quick ones before we uh, before we wrap it up here. Um, uh, hacking, uh, not nearly. Grant might know this, but not nearly as cool in real life. Um, you're rarely typing code at the speed of hacking. Yeah. Uh, there are very few goth chicks trying to sex you mid and or post hack. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's wearing designer clothes, and in fact, everyone kind of smells bad. Yeah. Um, and the uh, uh, another another uh, one. This this topic was technically born out of a conversation with an old friend um, and definitely not a listener. Uh, Chris S, uh, a cameraman or sorry, C man. Uh, <laughs> this uh, this C man runs a camera around town, and uh, over the course of a conversation about his illustrious career, he's like, "Yeah, of course I've shot some porn," <laughs> and he's like. First off, you know, no, I I wouldn't want to do that again. And no, I'm not excited by it because I've seen it and there's a smell that lingers with you. And then this is a gentleman who 
does not eat turkey because he filmed a documentary at a turkey farm one time, like a big industrial processing place. And he's like, I would rather go back and do porn than smell the turkey <laughs> farm again. <laughs> uh, and I did have one more. Uh, seems cool, but not as much uh, podcasting. <laughs> and I'm just going to go right to the smells again. Yeah. All the podcast grease, the podcast oil, toxic mic residue. There's a cloud over Joe Rogan's place that isn't weed, if you know what I'm saying. Look, little Captain Travis, I'm sure this seems luxurious. Like, like we're living the life. Like everybody aspires to be a podcaster, but it's it, it's not a it's not all glamour and glitz as as you might think. Yeah, not as not as glamorous as we make it seem. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yes, we're all recording in our own places, but for some reason, it smells really bad. It still uh, doesn't for work. For each one of us, yeah. Uh, so I did have one. Uh, being a video game tester seems like yes. you're getting oh my paid God. to play Perfect. video games. How great would that be? Perfect. Well, uh, just for uh, expedience's sake, uh, there was a uh, a contest in 2010. It was a reality show where you can the, the winner got to be <laughs> oh, that's a video awesome. game tester that is awesome. which is sort of like saying you get to work at McDonald's where like it's always hiring it's there's yeah. there's no yeah. there is there's no way that they're not hiring they're always hiring because people are always quitting and just, they're horribly hey, mistreated but you win this contest and I'll let you change someone's oil yeah <laughs> uh, but uh, just to quickly quote uh, Penny Arcade and they made a comic about this competition <laughs> where uh, it says, for the next nine months, you'll be playing Dora the Explorer on PS2 for 100 hours per week. <laughs> Every time it breaks, and it will break, you'll need to write a five-page report and start over. Is there a lunch break? Every eight hours, your cubicle will be flooded with a nutrient-rich sludge. That is... That is that what is you do my... and how you are treated. Uh, of the video game testers I have met, that is pretty par for the course. Uh, find the bugs, but be careful who you tell because they don't want you to find too many. No. <laughs> well, you know, I was going to go into my rant about the NFL. Uh, I think it's more of a wake-up sheeple episode because, guys, it's not that good. It's not that good to watch. But I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Uh, that I'm calling dibs on the wake-up sheeple episode. Um, so... This has been fun. Little Captain Travis, want to buy a motorcycle? Email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let's see. We're recording this right now. This, this is the fourth episode of the recording. Se- I'm not sure when this comes out. I'm not sure when this comes out. But I'm guessing There's that no when this comes out, uh, phones won't, uh, you won't be able to smell the pictures that you see on your phones. I don't think that that uh, mm. will be uh, will be out there yet. So in that case, um, porn is still cool. Uh, if you want to see a whole <laughs> bunch of porn, head over to Instagram and follow us. We are Free Legal Advice Podcast. That's what we do. And since smell will not, Elon will not have yet brought smell to Twitter. Uh, follow us on Free Legal Pod, where it's just going to be turkey farm uh, content. Uh, Till isn't isn't he putting in the the hyper smell loop between like Philadelphia and Washington? I thought that was happening. That was happening, wasn't it? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Turkey farm or turkey porn, one of the two. I don't know, but either way, follow us. We're at Free Legal Pod. Yeah, and and if you like the show, 
Really? It's <laughs> doesn't seem, sure? seems cool. Seems cooler to like it than it does yeah, if you actually listen yeah. to it. But we appreciate that. Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 172. Exercise. When you're a kid, you don't have to think about it at all. And then when you're a grown-up, suddenly you do. Um, Tell that to all the fat kids out there. All right. Let's go back to fat kids then. You heard it here. Grant brought it up. We're going to talk about fat kids with that. So Grant. Little fatties. (laughs) They... There's no, and probably there is some pressure on those little piglets nowadays. <laughs> it is really funny to see pictures yeah, of when we were. not like back when we were kids. It was easy oh, to be fat. So you never got picked on. They were just getting laid like crazy. Um, the overweight had all the luck. Yeah. And health and, and jeans. Uh, yeah. And sandwiches. Most of the denim, actually, not, you know. <laughs> Very large. <laughs> Think about who was the fat kid in your class when you were growing up, and I bet they aren't close. Although Matt has a different story. Mm, yeah. Um, we all know the crazy anomaly. fat kids, most fat kids from back then <laughs> were just not that big. I think. I think that the, the fat kids have gotten much bigger. When I look back at, like, little kid pictures from then, someone will have one. Hey, look at this. Look how young we were. And it's like, that was the fat kid? He's not that fat. <laughs> It's the opposite of the standard back in my day, where it's usually like, back in my day, it'd be 700 pounds. You know, it's, it's the opposite somehow. You call that a fat kid? <laughs> Why not? It's barely a skinny kid. Yeah. He's barely big boned. Turn internet over.